Did we just see the emergence of our latest waiver wire superstar? We'll talk about Thursday Night Football and Week 7 start and sit calls next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Chris Towers riding solo on this Friday morning episode of the podcast. We're going to get to some of the tougher start sit calls from Week 7 shortly. But first, let's recap Thursday night's game between the Broncos and Browns with three big takeaways. And the the Browns won 17-14. It was an ugly game, but it wasn't actually quite as ugly as we might have thought. At least for one guy, because the first takeaway from this game is, whoa, Dearness Johnson, that dude had himself a heck of a game. 22 carries, 146 yards, a touchdown. Also added two catches for 22 yards in this one. He was the Browns offense. I mean, Case Keenan passed for 199 yards. Nobody else had more than 13 rushing yards. And it seemed like Dearness Johnson, every time he touched the ball, he was picking up seven, eight, 12 yards every carry. His longest run was 20. He didn't exactly have breakaway speed, but he was consistently making plays, making multiple guys miss. You know, it's interesting to think about what this means moving forward, but I think at the very least, you know, he was the top waiver wire priority this week if you needed a running back. And what's interesting is what to do with him moving forward. You know, we know Kareem Hunt's going to be out in week eight against the Steelers. Nick Chubb may be back. The Browns do have some extra time off between that that game and this one. And you have to think Dearness Johnson's at least earned himself something like a modified version of the Kareem Hunt role where he's not exactly a lead back, but maybe he gets himself 12 carries. Maybe he gets himself a couple of targets. Browns look like they have a decent playmaker here. I don't want to overreact to it, but I think if Chubb and Hunt are out, I think Johnson has to be viewed as a very good starting fantasy option. But even if one of them is out in week eight, I think Darius Johnson might be, you know, in that RB3 discussion at the very least. Second takeaway from this game, it's still a frustrating running back split uh, for the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams actually did have a very good game. Six catches, 32 yards and a touchdown. Only 20 rushing yards on four carries, however. So a lot of that was just six catches. And Melvin Gordon also found the end zone. They had very similar touchdown catches close to the goal line. And the problem is, I don't see any reason to think that this split's going away. I know we want to see Javante Williams continue to get more and more opportunities, and I'm right there with everyone who wants to see it. But the Broncos just haven't shown that that's a priority for them. They like the split. They like having both of those guys out there. And as long as that's the case, I think you're looking at a couple of touchdown-dependent running back threes moving forward. Obviously, this week, more like high-end running back threes because of the Binado and the injury apocalypse and everything else that was happening. Third, it's worth noting Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry were both banged up in this game. Again, Odell Beckham left with what looked like an aggravation of that left shoulder injury. He did return to the game, but he was out in and out. And Jarvis Landry left late in the game. I'm not exactly sure as of late Thursday night what the injury was, but the good news is you know, they do have that extra time off before their week eight game against the Steelers. But, you know, moving forward with both of them and with Baker Mayfield dealing with a torn laborman's shoulder, it's going to be tough to trust this Browns passing game if those guys don't get healthy. So at this point, not necessarily a passing game that you want a lot of exposure to, unfortunately. All right, now let's move on to some of those week seven start sit decisions. I picked three of the tougher start sit calls from the NFC games. But if you want more, By all means, check out the full episode of Fantasy Football today where they'll be going through every game on the schedule Thursday and Friday going through the start-sit calls. So first up is Miles Sanders against the Raiders. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a start kind of because of the bye weeks and the, the injuries, but also the Eagles have not really been able to or willing to establish the run so far this season. But you got to think at some point they're going to do that with the schedule lightening up, the Raiders being 
not great against the run. This seems like a good opportunity for them to do it. I'm not necessarily expecting Miles Sanders to all of a sudden you know, have a 20 carry game, but I do think if he was going to have a breakout game, this feels like a pretty good situation for it. So I'm going to start Miles Sanders in most leagues as a top 20 running back for me. Second up is Zach Ertz versus Houston. And I think most people probably don't view this one as a tough decision. I think most people are just going to slide Zach Ertz into their starting lineup and say, well, now that Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are on separate teams, you just start them both. I don't know if that's the case for Zach Ertz in Arizona. This is not a team who has thrown the ball to their tight ends often. They play with more four wide receiver sets than any team in the league. I think Ertz is going to be pretty good. I think he's going to be a top 12 tight end, but not necessarily a must start guy the way I think Dallas Goddard likely will be in Philadelphia. And then we'll move on to, well, last week's Dearness Johnson, I guess, Khalil Herbert, who is taking on the Buccaneers. And I'm very hesitant to start him. It does seem like he's probably going to get the start again against Tampa Bay, Damian Williams on the COVID reserve list, but we haven't seen him activated yet. We haven't really heard anything about whether he's had negative tests to, to be cleared. So as long as he gets the opportunity to start and gets a similar role to what he had last week, is what, which is what we would expect, I think you probably have to start him as a number two running back. But remember, this is a tough, tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. They really don't give up rushing yards. And a lot of teams decide just to abandon the run. I don't know if the Bears are going to do that, if they're going to be willing to put Justin Fields in a situation where he throws the ball 40 times, but don't expect big numbers for Khalil Herbert and hope for a couple of catches and, and that he can you know, make a, make a difference elsewhere besides the running game. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5. For more, as I said, check out Fantasy Football Today, the full episode in your podcast streams, and we'll see you next time. Bye.